Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Briggs, here with the super producer, as McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I am doing very well. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And we got a special guest on the SDP today, the one and only GM, a.k.a. Glenn Morgan from the S-M-O-E-Z, my bad, Smoke and GM Podcast. We've gone over this, Rob. I know, man. My bad. My bad. <laughs> GM, how you doing, sir? Hey, I am fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on your show. I really, I really appreciate it. It's the first, I, you know, first time I feel, you know, so hey. excited and stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's a good deal. It's going to be a good time. But thank you guys for checking out the Super Duper Pod. Make sure you follow us online at hp53productions.com for our mer her 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 Also online, you can find our uh, additional podcasts such as the Easy Smoking GM Podcast and the Super Duper. Also follow us on Instagram, Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A, D-U-P-A-P-O-D and on threads. Are people still using threads ads? I, I, I'm not sure. I don't even think we started. Jeez. Well, follow us there too. S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. So as man, we're going to jump right into it because we got a GM here for a special segment at the end of the show. We want to run through our normal uh, news things, man. So as us, have you heard of Average Joe on BT Plus? Have you heard about the show? How about uh, you, I don't, I don't know. Well, just tell me about it. Listen, listen. Now, I really don't mess with BET, and I really don't want to mess with BET Plus, right? But I saw, I read about this online about Deion Cole. No, it was a podcast I heard with, uh, he did with Jalen Rose about his new show. I think Deion Cole is pretty funny. I saw his comedy He's hilarious. It was great. Yeah. So Average Joe was his new show. He was the lead. And it's about a guy named Joe who's a blue-collar plumber in Pittsburgh, learns his late father, got mixed up with some dangerous folks, and then the story goes from there. And I'm going to tell you, as GM... The show is amazing. Wait, so like, is it, it's a it's a no, comedy no. or what's the no? It, it, it's a drama. It's a, it's, a, it's not a comedy. It's a drama. It's a suspense show. And I I mean, as no, I ain't capping. It's amazing. Okay, really. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Rob. Because <laughs> I, I I know kind of what you refer to because I saw some like some some like previews. Like my wife was flipping through something. She was watching some of them bad shows on BNT. and so I was right, like, right. I'm I'm like, hold on. So my brother with with the with the old spice commercials and everything. He's going to do, and I've seen him be a, a serious actor in the Western movie, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the black Western movie that they had that came out yeah. not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Netflix, yeah. Right. Hardly fall, right? Hardly right, fall, right. 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 And, and I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, you know, it's a comedian That's acting. That's and right. I said, I saw I saw the clips. I said, come on, man, don't tell me he he's getting tough and this is gonna be a serious show. I was like, Yeah, you never mind. You 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 can you can miss me with that, but you're telling us, you're telling I'm us right telling now. You. This is yeah. SDP certified. It is, it is again, and I, I, I used to work for BET, so I don't really mess with them like that. I watching this show. It's suspenseful, it's funny, it's intense. It's not even it's not predictable. You know how like some of these shows be like, all right, well, they about to break up and they don't get right. together, then they're gonna be in the church singing and then she gonna get off of drugs. Like that'd be the whole movie, right? <laughs> this is like really unpredictable, and the writing is fantastic. I mean. Every episode was a cliffhanger. So I like, I legit, as I'm going to tag it in the notes, I'm going to tag it on Instagram because that show 
was that great, man. So y'all check out BET Plus. You know, use your cousin's uh, login information, you know what I'm saying, to get BET Plus. Is BET Plus on a part of Paramount? I think, uh, well, I think if they're going to sell it to Tyler Perry, that's going to be, it's going to be all. Well, no, I think that deal, that deal's off. Oh, that's right. It hasn't gone through yet. So yeah. No, 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 no. They, they, uh, uh, Paramount said they are not selling. Wow. Yeah. That's something. Maybe they think it's more, they they probably saw the value of it and want to keep it. That's interesting. Well, as of right now, BET Plus is a separate platform than Paramount, but you know, like with the Showtime, and everything else, they might bundle it all together. But you know, GM, as and I talk a lot about like these these uh, streaming platforms and how they're like bundling up together, kind of like a cable box, right? But it's <laughs> like, <laughs> but the thing is, with you know, you know, with Paramount, you start seeing Showtime there, BET Plus. I mean, it might merge together, man, and I could get my uh, four ninety nine back. But uh, you know, <laughs> who knows? So, definitely, go ahead, Glenn. So, so is this like better than like Forrest Whitaker's uh, Gangster of Harlem or? So I've never seen that. So I can't I can't give you the right Gangsta record. Harlem is, is a pretty good show. Just just trust, trust, trust. I'm not good enough for me to get MGM, whatever it's called now. Right, right. MGM Plus. Me. But just yeah, trust it's a good me show. on this. Watch average show. Or now check it out. I you I do one better. On BET Power. Plus right now, the trailer is free to the, the first episode is free to watch. There you go. Okay. Check Power is it is it better than Power season? Not 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 you. I'm about to cut you. I'm about to cut you out of the episode, bro. Ain't nothing better than Power, man. What's wrong with you? You about to get you about to get xed out, man. Come on now, that that last season, stop. Yeah, I'm well, you, I mean, I'm you, you know, they, they had to cut them out. I, I mean, again, I I haven't watched Power since they killed uh, Jamie. You know what I'm saying? I I can't do it. I ain't watched another Power <laughs> franchise since then, man. Hey, man, but as a total, nothing beats Power. Come on, man, straight up. So so next thing, fellas. Now, I saw this online, as I think you'll appreciate this, man. So you guys heard about Bottle Wars, Bottle Wars in the club. Have you heard about this? I know y'all, y'all a bit of Bottle age. Wars. Yeah. Y'all heard about this? What do, what do you think I'm talking about, Bottle Wars? I, I'm assuming like, that uh, you, you, get a, you get a, well, no, you get Crystal. a section. That's like when the club, Jim. Chris, Chris, <laughs> oh, Chris I just told him. Like 90, 94. Come on, man. Crystal. <laughs> So your bottle wars when you got two groups and they're going back and forth and getting the sparklers and everything with the bottles coming to the table. Close, right? I thought okay. that too. Okay. But this is this is about the young people. You no, know, uh, GM. We try not to shame the young people too much, but today we got to. So 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 the patrons have separate tables, right? right. There's obviously a money competition. Who got more money in the club? But they buy the bottle of liquors. Right, and they look at each other by the bottles. Then they pour out the bottles on the floor. No lie, each person takes a turn pouring out a bottle until they stop. So that's how you show you have the most money. That's literally throwing just, away. Hundreds, you can waste the money on a th- floor. and thousands of dollars. Question A: Who's going to clean this up? What club owner is allowing all this to just pour liquor all over the floor? But I guess they're making the money. They're making money at, at the bottle, so they get they, and they, and they selling they selling the bottles at at twenty times uh, the value. So yeah, Glenn, you where look gonna, completely confused. Where, where everybody going to walk? <laughs> what about all the nice shoes people had when they came to the club? Man, like, I guess what, that's gone too. What but about then, all the sticky? Number two, my thing is: so then, what are you actually drinking? Because hold on, you buying all these bottles, yet. We pointed on the ground, so like ain't nobody buzzed, ain't nobody got a beverage in their hand, cause it's all cause you on the show, you got more money than some dude across the way. You know what I'm saying? That's wild. And then, I, go ahead. I ask. think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Ever, dude. 
I saw it and I'm like, people were recording it like, yeah, that's like as you in the club and you buying liquor and pulling it out and I'm and I'm screaming in, in, with jubilation. I would be very angry with you as if we out and you buying bottles and I can't drink one because you got to pour it on the floor. I mean, that's like going to a club and some girls end up in your party and they end up picking a liquor that you don't want to drink and then you don't get any and then you're out like five hundred dollars i feel like that happened to you before i i, I don't know i don't know i'm not i'm <laughs> not saying like, i did i feel like i was there too when it happened to I, yeah, you i think, I think so. it happened to me at the same time inside so, you know, joke inside <laughs> inside joke <laughs> Jeez, that, that's alcohol abuse, man. Hey, yeah, just straight uh, alcohol abuse. You can't uh, do that. Glenn, I'll my, tell you the my, story later. Yeah, my thing is, how do you look yourself in the face after, like, you know, when you look at the bill and it's like, you know, twelve hundred dollars, and you and you like nice and sober, right? You know what I'm saying? You everything's cool. That's just I don't I don't understand that. And I'm trying to think about like I feel like when you when we were going to the clubs, well when when Glenn was going to the club, they're playing Cristal on horses. Um <laughs> Cristal, that's hilarious. But um it's like the bottle thing was like you had you had to get a bottle to, to get into some instances, but it was like the type of bottles you were buying and that meant you were gonna have a really good time, right? You know, ladies was gonna come because apparently you got some money in your pocket because you got bottles at your table but to pour them out i mean the whole name of the game was to make sure everybody drank everything at the table you know what i'm saying so to completely pour it out was just was just wild just like what what and it's and it's as you and i talk about a lot social media gets people are doing stuff because it looks it looks sensational right like just because of how it looks and it just just looks crazy and it looks insane but this is like really wasting a bunch of money because you can bet these people, I don't think all these people are dope boys or got money like that. It's just like to look cool on on Instagram or on TikTok. But it's like, that's a lot of money you are wasting, you know, just just giving it away. You could have done a lot with, I mean, they've been pretty nice. I'm like, that's a lot of money I spent. I could do something else with that. But guess what? I consumed that money, right? Or that money was going to something that was going to benefit me later on. Shout out. But I'm saying what <laughs> to just pour it on the ground is insane. But this is what the people are doing, man. It's Barter Wars Club. Barter Wars Club. That's crazy. That's and, crazy. And, and and Diddy would be ashamed, man. Uh, but it's, spe- speaking of Diddy, he was on the Earn Your Leisure podcast uh in their Vest Fest conference. So you guys heard about this? You know what that is? So no. Earn Your Leisure, there's these guys who they uh, promote financial literacy in, in black culture. And so, you know, they started out with a pie. I know it was kind of boring in the beginning, but hey, they're doing well now because it's like they have these big platforms like Diddy's been on there, Steve Harvey, like a lot of black entrepreneurs who are doing well financially. They go onto their pod and talk about like how they made it, just being financially literate. So, uh, you know, but before we get to the Invest Fest, you know, Diddy's been in the news because he returned the publishing rights to some bad boy artists, to Mace, 112, The Locks. Faith Evans and to Biggie's estate. Hmm. So according to Variety, Diddy declined a nine-figure offer to sell Bad Boy Music catalog to give back to people who built the company. So do y'all know how big business is selling out the catalog is? Bob Dylan got $400 million for his catalog. Exactly. $400 million. Justin Bieber got $200 million for his catalog. How many right? songs does Justin Bieber have? 
Well, I guess enough. So the bet is that, you know, at some time down the line, these songs can be moved, used for like, you know, movies, commercials. It's a company right, right. It's called Hypnosis that has spent over $3 billion on publishing. So like the, so the Diddy news is big because he turned down a nine figure deal to give it back to the artists. And so his thing was, you know, he wanted to give the money back to the people who helped him build the company and the contracts with the other bad boy artists. I'm sure like, you know, uh, Sean and Craig Mack total. They heard this was like, can I get a check too? Don't nobody watch your music, but uh, they, they, uh, <laughs> hey, don't, they total has some hits. Do you think you're going to listen to the total song in 30 years? Uh, yeah, uh, you got right. me tripping. So, like, go ahead and lie, go ahead and lie to yourself. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't think of the song. You can't think of the song right now. 2023, bro. You, so 2023. I just, know I just sang on. one. I just did one. Okay. I, I I digress. <laughs> but so Diddy has also started a new label called Love Records. I imagine he wants to start with new energy. And that's his whole vibe. Like love. What but go ahead. Weren't him and uh, him and him and Mason in, in a beef like? I think it was because ago? of something like because, because of, this of the, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think he just signed over to publishing and I think he just probably so it seems like he started out with like the biggest people who made him the most money. Maybe that was the easiest to do. Like the numbers were a little bit different. So it's like, all right, let's work these out. And these are probably more most pressing issue. Like, you know, like I said, Faith Evans, Mace, 112, the locks and the biggest estate, that's a big deal. Um, and again, this doesn't normally happen in the music industry because the labels get to keep the money over time. So like the labels, right? So say uh, some popular song you hear in a commercial, that's an old song. And it, you know, they own the publishing yeah. rights. They get the, the record label gets the benefit of it, not the artist. And what what, thinking, a, what about Craig Mack estate? I think that's in negotiation right now. Think, you know, yeah, that's yeah. negotiation right now, man. So we'll see if he gets it. But uh, but but so this is back to kind of Diddy being at the Invest Fest with Earn Your Leisure, you know, and of course it's a variety story. Like he wants to see more creators flourish and profit as much as, as possible from their work. And he wants to reward the culture and develop a new legacy for black artists to be paid and recognized for making the music that we all love. And so, you know. His whole thing now, because he has a website called Empower Global, which is like a digital marketplace for black businesses, because his whole thing is just like, you know, even though he's a billionaire, he sees us different levels to kind of making this money. And it's not he, he kept using this term illusion of inclusion, like, you know, even though it's he and Jay and Oprah and Tyler Perry are billionaires and you think, oh, we've you know, we've arrived as a as a culture, you know, the financial literacy is like, don't let that fool you. And so, uh, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool for him because he could have walked away with a nine-figure deal. Nobody would have yeah, blinked. Yeah. Like nobody really would have blinked, right? It's like he, you know, they giving Bob Dylan four hundred million. Somebody would have gave Diddy half half a bill right. for for that bad boy catalog, like, like for the like for the entire catalog, Biggie I stuff. Somebody would have gave him right, right, because it's like to your point, it's more artists to kind of choose from. So. But like I said, this this one company, three billion dollars in publishing, that's their whole business, right? Uh of making it happen. Um, but yeah, this this empower global that Diddy has, he wants to make it like uh the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, because he again, we know that was uh torched and, and it was the biggest riot over about a hundred plus years ago. And but the whole the 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 importance of that, and it was not just towns like Tulsa, as Dr. Williams tells us in the Southwest, it was a lot of towns like Tulsa that were do doing well well you know the, the, the black part of Tulsa the black Wall Street that were doing well that was that was not just surviving but thriving and unfortunately they succumbed to you know some 
uh, riots and, 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 and racial prejudice, right? That people were sinking these towns and flooding these towns and burning these towns. So, you know, the, the idea is to build that, that legacy again. But he also discussed something, guys. I don't know if you guys know, he has a lawsuit with Diageo. And so I didn't know this until I kind of heard this stuff. So apparently he was trying to get ownership of Ciroc. I thought he owned Ciroc, but he did not. It's just the face of it. Yeah, well, so they gave him percentage. So he, so as he tells it, he went, Diageo called him and was like, hey, we know you, Diddy. Everything you touch is hot. I mean, and again, Diddy's my mentor from afar. He don't know it, but he's my mentor from afar just because it's like everything he touches, it, it worked. Got to give it to him. And so they wanted him, they wanted their help, his help to help their liquor brands. So he looked at their portfolio. They want to start some business from scratch. He remembered enjoying Ciroc. He said, give me Ciroc. They were losing, you know, millions of dollars. Of course, he turned it around. Now, in the culture, we've been told support Ciroc because it's black owned. Black owned, right? yeah. We've been told support Ciroc because it's Diddy. Even Jay in the songs like How Much Ring Belvedere and Puff got Ciroc. Y'all better stop. That's what he says, right? Come to find out, he was just like the face of it just was there. And again, I, I don't necessarily knock Diddy, but it's like, well, wait, he did have some percentage. He did have some percentage of it. Well, here's the thing. Well, sort of, because he owns Deleon Tequila. That's what he owns. But the Ciroc was more, that's what he was fighting to get ownership. So he's suing Diageo for discrimination because he was saying even with the Deleon Tequila, uh, he had his people fly down and saw that, that you know, Agave was planning for his product. And I guess... Agave is a big deal for a tequila. Like I'm not a big yeah, that's, tequila. That's person. how they make. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how they what make it's it. made. And so right. and so and so he did. They they had no agave with his Deleon tequila. Wait, so they, they they just ended the they ended the brand basically. Well, or, or more was trying to sabotage. Or it sabotage, it. right, right, right. And so he so he's suing them for discrimination. And I guess they were kind of they because they tried to get rid of him for saying he's not holding up his end of the deal. And so it's like, and that's kind of where he was getting to this whole, you know, I'm out, I'm here trying to beg Diageo to give me something. When the 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 thought should have been, you know, let I should build my own thing. You know what I'm saying? He, he was like, we should have to be begging people for what we have. We have our own dollars. We have our own things. So I thought it was a great episode in the pod. It was really thoughtful, man. And I think, um, you know, it, it was just cool to see the evolution of Diddy. And I think something he said that I, I definitely want to have people who listen to the pod. I know everybody who listens to the pod isn't black, but he talked about like, you got to build a business to sell it. Right. And I thought that was a very good point that people need to hear, because I think, unfortunately, like with a lot of black businesses, we got a poor issue with succession planning. Like we don't know how to give it away. Like I worked, you know, we give it away is the wrong word. We don't. It's like I've seen a lot of older people in businesses or like on church or what have you. It's like for whatever reason, they feel like they are the only person who can see it through and like they they don't properly train somebody to take it over for them because they feel like they are this place and space and they got to die with them but then what happens is it literally dies with them because people don't know how to run it they know the back office you never show them how and what to do and so now this business has failed like i saw it happen with johnson publishing seen it happen with a lot of different things it's like you got to teach people how to build this business and also in your mind is you got you build something to sell it right that, and he was saying that's what that's how you make generational wealth you build it to sell it so uh, again, I, I I suggest and I encourage everybody to check out the 
Earn Your Leisure podcast, most recent episode with Diddy. Again, I learned a lot. Those guys were great, man. Hello, my name is Chase Scriggs, and you're listening to my dad in the Super Duper podcast. I thank you for listening. So, you know, GM, you're not just here to hang out with us on the Super Duper pod today, man. We got you on here for a yeah, reason because it's got to work. Because <laughs> it is it is football season, my man. Of course, I think yes. the Chiefs and the Lions are playing right now. Uh, did the Lions hang the on? The Lions on, pulled off the upset. Get out of here. 21 20. Get out of here. Shout out. Shout out to the Lions, man. I heard that. I saw they haven't won a season opener since 2017. Was that the stat? I, I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, sure. That's, that's we'll go with yeah, that. I'll go okay. with that. Yeah, I believe I'm right. It sounds good. <laughs> right. I'm on the sports pod next week, no doubt. So. <laughs> But but you know this this is not a sports problem. We got people who watch uh, NFL. They probably be lying to their friends about their stats. I'm sure folks got some fantasy leagues that they just in and got the uh, auto draft happening. So they don't really know what's going on in football. But Glenn, I want you to help my audience at least know five things that the casual fans mm-hmm. should casual. know about the upcoming football season. And casual, you know they they watch it on Sunday. They they check out the highlights on Sports Center. You know, they're not as in-depth as uh, you and my brother Ed's here. You know what I'm saying? They, they can't name the right offensive tackle who's on the practice squad like you guys can. They, you know, they just know John, number 71 on the line. So, oh, what, what, what's John, his name? John Latham. Del from, uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. No, I'm just making it up. No idea. <laughs> <Point> exactly. <laughs> no idea what the backup guy is. So, so GM, again, like we said at the top of the show, but again, you're part of the Sports Power with Ed's the Easy Smoking GM podcast. So you are definitely the perfect person to have here. So, man, let's give give us your give us your first thing. All right. Well, hey, you know, NFL, definitely, but you know, just incorporate all of college because sometimes Elite sports takes the world by storm. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what just happened this past weekend, where Deion Sanders, former NFL player, so there's a connectivity right there. See what, there see what I did right there? That's what you so did. Deion Sanders, prime time, Coach Prime, who made some noise a few years ago when he decided to go into coaching but went to the HBCU level, you know, over there at Jackson State, you know, got some of his coaching chops, so to speak, just to show that he could coach, I suppose, to, to prove some naysayers. Well, this year, he's at Colorado. He went from a HBCU to a, a what do you call it, a PWI? PWI, that's right. Predominantly white institution. Shout out Williams College, number one liberal arts college in the country. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> that's, that's what us HBCU grads, hey, that's what, hey, that's what hey, we listen, call them. We're not doing this violence I'm, today, I'm just, continue, you know. I'm just letting you know. Continue, Jim. Shout out to Williams. To Williams. So not only did he go to the PWI, but he went to Colorado, where mm-hmm. there are a lot of people of, of, of a culture differently than HBCUs mm-hmm. in a lot of fashion. Any, anyway. Colorado, and he made some, a bit, big storm. 86 players he brought in, changed things around, upheaval college coaches. Some of the old heads are like, I don't like what he did. I don't like how he did it. He He's not blah, 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 blah. All that noise, what he can't do, what he can't. Set the world on fire, put it on his head, went into uh, Fort Worth, Texas, played a team that lost in the national championship game last year to Georgia. This was TCU Horn Frogs. TCU came in ranked 17th in the country. Mm-hmm. That's not First nothing. game, not nothing at all. Even if you miss rank, you still still figure top 30. Sure. Colorado comes in on the road and wins in stunning fashion. But it wasn't like they accidentally won. It was back and forth. It was a competitive game in time. Deion's son throws for 510 yards and four touchdowns in his first 
big time game at a power five school playing against another power five school. Five, set a school record. Colorado's been around since before any of us were born. Mm-hmm. It's, hell, since some places were even a state, Colorado's been around with, it, with this school, okay? 510 yards, four touchdowns, and he might have been the second biggest story mm-hmm. as far as the players being played. Young man who played both ways, Travis Hunter, comes in and plays. I don't even know how many snaps. They still count how many snaps he yeah. played. That dude played 100, 129, right? But I heard it was more than that. I heard it was more than that. It was probably more than that, man. It, plus, he was playing in temperatures that were extremely humid and hot that day. Yeah. Brother caught, I, I don't know, was it 11 catches? I think he had. He had 10, 10 or 11 catches, double digit catches, over 100 yards receiving, touchdown pass, a touchdown reception, and a pick. And the pick he had was balls out. I mean, mm-hmm. he laid out for it. And you could tell it was by coaching that he made that. So it's just a fantastic. Both these guys have vaulted into some people's Heisman candidacy already just off of one game because of what they did. And Dion said to everybody, he said, I couldn't do it. I'm taking receipts. I know who said what. I'm paying attention. And then he put all the elephants in the room. So my point is, long way to get around to Colorado is the team to watch. As a casual sports fan, you want to see what this Colorado team is going to do each and every week because they are going to be the story. The world, the football world, the Legion football world, sports world is going to follow these guys wherever they go. This week they play Nebraska. It's a long-time robbery, border war between Colorado and Nebraska. It goes back again before any of us were born. The rivalry is renewed, okay? And Dion is bringing all that attention to this particular game, his players, his son. Hell, his other son had 10 tackles. So, I mean, you know, it's just like – it's it's a, it's a star-laden collegiate team, which we have, we haven't seen anything like this yeah. this kind of hype ever, and 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 with Dion bringing his own uh, brand of, of football to to the mix, anybody that's around our age or watched him play, there's an opportunity to watch and see how he coaches, and these guys are playing like Dion played when, in his day, and he's coaching them like how he played. So it's going to be fun to watch, and they play some big teams coming up. When they play USC, and that's going to be later on in September, they play Oregon and USC. Oregon, yeah. They're, you're going to see Colorado go up against two Heisman candidates and Bo Nix, quarterback for Oregon, and Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman last year. Shadur yeah. is going to be on his game. So to see these Heisman candidates play against each other, it is going to be – look, man, I'm more excited about some of those games than are some of these NFL games. So by and all means – And you listen, you, you got to give it to Deion Sanders, man. Like my niece said it the other day, like – you know, she's like, I'm not, I don't usually like arrogant people, but Prime back it up, and he does. It's like at every level, Prime Always. backs it up, and you you gotta give it to him. And I mean, it's like I I I just want to say, must be the money all week, right? Because it's like you that dude, Prime, straight up, straight up that dude. And I, and I remember seeing those stats, 510 yards, and it wasn't like uh, you know, gimme yards. He really had to earn them yards. Should do a sandwich. It could have been closer to 600 if there weren't a couple of drop passes wow. and a little over a couple of overthrows. So yeah, and he could have had five touchdowns. So there was stuff that was missed. There was there were points and uh, and yards left out there. So uh, yeah. and that was the first game. So the, <laughs> that wow. was the first game. So so and you know people gonna they can't wait to see him lose. Like the more he wins, the more exactly. they don't want him to lose. So that's oh, oh. So, so it is compelling. So that's a compelling TV for the year, man. Oh, no so, doubt. So number, so, go ahead. I was gonna say not that, but you know. Low key, up key, high key, however you want to say it. That's <laughs> a cultural thing too, because there's a lot of people of a yeah. certain pigmentation who want to see Dion 
not do well. And it's weird how that happens, but it's just, it's a cultural thing. And right quick, uh, my brother, uh, he has a friend, a neighbor, his brother lives in Georgia. So one of his neighbors next door was, went to a bar, was watching the game in a bar. And he called my brother, he's like, George, you can't believe this, man. I'm watching this Colorado TCU game, it's a phenomenal game. And every time TCU scores, everybody Caucasian in the bar was just ripping and roaring like, yeah, get them. Every time T uh, Colorado came back and scored, it got quiet. And at the end of the game, it was real quiet. So it's that kind of phenomenon, man, where people are rooting against Dion. He's not even playing. Sure. People are rooting against him because of what they believe he stands for. Yeah. And, and again, wow. that means they don't understand. But you got that cultural phenomenon added onto the mix. You got old timers saying, you know, he does not, I don't like the way he does what he does. All this stuff is thrown in there. And with all that, these kids still balled out, man. So, so yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's going to be phenomenal going forward. And it's just for the catch. That's just for one. Yeah, and you know, and I think Dion's arrogance, right? People see that, but it's really like backed up with hard work. You know what I'm saying? You, you get, you got it again. You got to, got to give it to Prime. Okay, so Colorado football—that's number one. What you got for number, number two? One. Number two. Uh, you saw a little bit of the day with uh, Detroit Lions and yep. uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs Super Bowl champions. Detroit, you know, trying to be the usurpers out there, the, the new kids on the block, the team that no one's giving respect to for I don't know since pretty much since we've been alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've been bad for a while, and everyone the saying is Detroit's going to Detroit. Well. I believe for the casual sports fan, every game in the AFC. Now, for those of you who are not football fans or casual football fans, NFL has two conferences, AFC and the NFC. The AFC is so super heavy with talent that any and damn near almost every game every week is must-see TV. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You can you can close your eyes and, and just, just take a wild pick and say, Cleveland Browns face the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. Must see TV. Sean yeah. Watson, Justin Herbert. The New England Patriots, they're not good anymore, right? Playing the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Must see TV. Because you still got two young quarterbacks going. You got Bill Belichick going against the guy that beat him in a Super Bowl because the head coach for the Jacksonville, when he was coaching the Philadelphia, oh, beat him in a Super Bowl. So yeah. you got all these different stories. You got these coaches who have a pedigree behind them. You got all this quarterback talent in the AFC. You probably of the top 15 quarterbacks in NFL, I'd say nine to 10 of them are in the AFC. Wow. So damn near every week you're seeing talent go up against talent. There's really like maybe just only three really bad teams in the AFC. And even sometimes those might be a little interesting because they got a lot of new guys. So any AFC game, casual fan, looking for something to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to watch. Doesn't matter. Just <laughs> watch an AFC game. You're about to see a good one. Except for the Texans. Uh, so, right. <laughs> but they'll be interesting to watch because oh, they, they got a rookie good. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, all right, because it's CJ Stroud. You're right. Okay, and they yeah, and they and they and won the game that we needed them to win last year. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had two first round picks. Don't forget, their edge rusher could be defensive rookie of the year. And so, even on both sides of the ball, they got people to watch. And and for those of us who care, they got a young black head coach, and people might rule for him just because of that. So, yes, even they have something compelling. Wow. All right, number three, what you got? Number three, number three. Well, hey, look, you know, we are here in the city of broad shoulders, second city, uh, city that uh, by the lake, all these things that Chicago's yeah. been known for. Yeah. 
where we may finally be known for actually having a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Never happened in my lifetime. Never. It hasn't. Jimmy Man's the closest. I, I, I would tell I would tell people that Jay Cutler is the best quarterback in Chicago Bears history, and that's, people think I was crazy. It's like that's, that's, no, that's a fact. That's a very that's a fact. Yeah. Statistical fact. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> on, on your fact, do you know before Jay Cutler, I was going around for years saying that the Bears were the only NFL team where the running back had more combined yards. Than the quarterback. That's crazy. How's that? That even was happen? way crazy because and, of the and, Chicago Bears. And I just, I mean, I, and, I, and I, don't, I don't want you, I know you're going to make your point, but I just could never understand like people luck into a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Every year, but it's, it's we just never even could. I mean, I guess who we have, what? Of course, McMahon, but no, you know, stop. Right. Stop. Look, and then look. Hardball, but okay, Cordell Stewart stop. was last leg. Stop. Like, stop. Who we have? Hey man, I'm just, exactly. Then Jake, Jake, Jake Cutler. That's all, and that's all we have. But go ahead, man. You know, I I, just, I don't know if I did with ex, with Ed or not. I had this exercise a couple of years back, so I was I said, look, every NFL team has at least two franchise quarterbacks, hmm. and to be a franchise quarterback, you either had to be a Hall of Fame quarterback and or a quarterback that was with your team for several years, and you know, you you the statistics and at least like a four or five time Pro Bowler. Every team has two. We don't even have one. That's crazy. That's in a modern. That's in a modern era. In a modern era, era. In a, yeah. We do have. We era. do have Sid Luckman. <laughs> right, Sid Luckman. And, he, and he's a, no, he, he holds all the records, right? Jeez. No, Jay Cutler. Well, Jay, Cutler oh, right. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler <laughs> broke them all. Yeah, yeah. got you. Yeah, <laughs> by like one yard. But go ahead. <laughs> right. So the Bears may finally have someone, someone mm. that we can put our hopes and and, and, and pin our, our aspirations on, and, and have our joy, joy Sundays, and enjoy a week from week to week, and look something to look forward to. At least be entertained. Yeah. Justin Fields may be that guy, but more importantly, the Bears seem to be the type of team now that has put some talent around them, and dare I say, the Chicago Bears, be interesting to watch okay they'll be entertaining i would say you can pretty much tune in to pretty much any bear game and you're going to be entertained you're going to see something that you may not have seen anyone else do or you may see it that someone's done it but he may do it better yeah and you will see teammates that will, will gravitate towards this person because they like who he is and his leadership abilities all that but this team is being put together and it looks like they'll be competitive and fun and dare I say, because if you really pay attention, if you're and it's not for the casual, it's for the semi-casual, but the Chicago fan, about yeah. every 20 years, the Bears are good. Just go back and look at the 40s, dominant. Pick the crap out of the Washington Redskins in a championship, 40, 73 to nothing, back in the 40s. In the 60s, they were good. Won a, won a championship in the 60s. Mm, in, in the 80s, hey, yeah. of course. Of course, we all want to know about those monsters in the middle uh, yeah, 80s, okay? Right, right, right. And in the early, early 2000s, made their way to the playoffs. And then they stunk for a while. And then you slowly saw the Lovey Smith air. They did decent for a little bit, but then there's a fall off. So right now, I'm predicting for the casual fan, I'm predicting 2025, the Bears will be in the NFC Championship game. 2025? 2025. NFC Championship game. Not saying no, no, no. That's still good stuff, man. Yeah. So listen, I'm telling you, man, I used to, so I just started watching the Bears again. Like, I'm a Bears fan. I would listen to it on the radio because so, I, I like my television and I felt like I was going to break it every time the Bears did something stupid. It would be always something 
goofy. No, so I started watching when they got Justin Fields. I was like, okay, I feel safe watching it on TV now because <laughs> mess ups I expect because he's a you know he's a rookie yeah. yada yada yada. And so like I'm looking forward to watching him because again, you know, we as and I talk about all the time, Chicago's a great city. They love the Bulls. We you know it, it, it's it's the Hatfields and McCoys with Cubs and Sox, right? But this is a Bears town. If they win, everybody knows what it is. The, the city's on fire when the Bears are winning, man. So I, I hope hope your prediction comes true. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going. So, but anyway, watch the Bear games this year. That's for the casual fan. I don't even care if you're a Chicago fan or not. You will be entertained. You haven't been before watching Bears, and that's just because of the defense. Like we had to grow up watching the defense to be entertained. This will actually be entertainment on both sides of the ball. So yeah. that's number three. Okay. Uh, number four. Uh, number four is uh, oh my god, I just had it and just, just slipped my brain right quick. Uh, number four, uh, oh, there are going to be several NFL records broken this season. Hmm. Some okay. of that's because of 17 games, you know, that yeah. happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to see some significant records. I think this year you may see either one or two receivers. This is look out for it. I could be wrong and be right, but it's going to be interesting watching. I think you might see one or two receivers break the 2000 receiving yard mark this year. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Also say that's something he's actually striving to do this year. But I also believe that Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings has a great opportunity and chance to break that 2000 mark. Both he guys. Had close last year, right? Yeah, close last year. Yeah, about 1800 yards last year. Yeah. And uh, Tyreek, I think, had around 1700 yards last year. And that was Tyreek without his main quarterback being there. A good portion of the season because uh Tua Tagovailoa was getting uh you know had some concussion issues so he missed several games and, and he has to shit a rock a little bit with uh, his his teammate Jalen Waddle but I think one of those two guys will be the first ones to break the two thousand yard mark so look for that I think you may also see the sack record has potential to fall as well you got some really good sack artists some young mm-hmm. guys out there because I think Miles um, Garrett is someone how I think can break the record and. Um, so that, he plays for the Cleveland Browns, by the way. Again, I know casual fans don't necessarily know who everyone plays for, but Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns is a, one of the premier end rushers who has a little more help on the other side now, so he'll see less double teams, and he's been getting double-digit sacks pretty much since he's been in the league. So I think you'll see some records like that fall. Now, I know so, I know, I know, saying uh, Orenthal James Simpson is a curse word in some places, but I, I was re-watching the, uh, the best documentary ever made, the OJ Made in America, and it's really still good. wild that like he ran for two thousand yards in fourteen games, like that's insane. With like, those shoes, in, with those shoes, <laughs> fourteen games. So in Buffalo, that that that, that yeah. still is just wild to me, man. Like, he was, he's uh, a bad man. World man. I mean, he's, good God, yeah. You watch the highlights, like you say. You watch the highlights. He was a bad man. It's, yeah. it's like no denying him. He he was one of the best to ever do it. Like not even close, not even close. So was that number four? Uh, yeah, that's number four. It's Washington records saw. So, and I also think you might see uh, several quarterbacks pass for five thousand yards this year. I think we may have had maybe a season where you might have had two in one season, but I'm like you may you may see three or four this season. And again, the seventeenth game makes a big difference. But you're going to see some records fall this year. So that's something to watch out for for the casual fans. Some of those some of those NFL records falling this season going forward. Yeah, so Glenn, that was number four. Glenn, if, if your prediction is right with uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, Justin Jefferson, you know what that means, right? That means you're going to win a fantasy again? Yep. That's just putting it out there. Just letting you know. 
Jeez. Now I have to hate on it. Screw everything I said. Strike number four down. <laughs> I hate those so, men running mud shoes for the rest of the season. So, so Glenn, I don't know if I told you this. No, so I don't do fantasy football anymore. I gave up on it, man. One year, I, I had Deshaun Watson his rookie year, right? Again, I know that's oh, another yeah. cuss word we can't say. Deshaun Watson, and uh, I had him on the bench. My whoever quarterback I had was getting murdered, and Deshaun Watson started playing. I put him in. That's when he went on that tear, right? Went crazy. Then he tore his ACL. So I was killing my league. No, I was getting torched. Killed in my league. Then I got smashed. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm out. Y'all can have this. Y'all can have this, I had, I had the brother, too. I got him, like, the week before. But he came off the bench. Yeah. And they were like, they were going to bring him off. So they said, no, we can't do this. I, my job's on the line. So they they shine out there. They come up and say, my job's on the line. And I was like, I'm chilling one game. So you think I should play? And they're like, well, why'd you keep if you're not going to play? And I said, all right, all right, I'll play it. And for like a couple of weeks, man, I was I was a bee's knee. On top man. of the world? I mean, like, nobody could beat. I mean, I was unbeatable. I had Deshaun Watson and kickers out there. You know what I'm saying? Winning every week. <laughs> and he tears ACL. And I was like, this is why I don't do this. In so practice. Was it, it was in practice? It was in practice. What do you I mean, game, bro? He was all, he could have won MVP. It was wild how good he was for like we I mean four six four to five weeks. Yeah. It's like he wasn't even looking. He's just throwing the ball. And it just was like, how did he do that? And that's when we were like, how'd the Bears pass up on this guy? Oh, that's we've we've I'm gone through that on our on no, our podcast. I'm sure I know. See, I know you got ass see, that, There's like about five things that you really want to get me going. <laughs> that that is one of the five things. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of five, what you got for number speaking five? Speaking of five, uh, for number five, and I, I I don't mean to 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 offend anyone, but I think looking forward, I think again, start getting used to. This is more of a trend, not just this year, but going forward. Start getting used to watching two black quarterbacks in almost every Super Bowl going forward. Mm. I think you'll see that again. In this Wait, year, say bro. say that again. Start looking forward to seeing two black quarterbacks playing on op, you know both op, opposing teams in Super Bowls going forward. I, I just wanted I just wanted everybody that. to hear that. Just wanted everybody to hear it. Yes, yeah. wow. Start start and, getting used to that. And that's something like because that really speaks to you know. But Monty Jones would say, you know, we've. Uh, we we we've gonna come far in football when the backup quarterback is a black guy, right? It's just like he got mediocre guys <laughs> in the league. Right, but I, right. but I but I agree with you. But I mean, you know, all jokes aside, just like of course, it's like we were banned from playing the position, never given chance, only allowing to run. And it's like some of the you know the best quarterbacks in the league are black guys, man. That's well, why. Face of face of the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes, and I yeah. realize some people are gonna. My racial thing, like whatever we know in this country, if not the world, mm-hmm. you're black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's how that's how they're going to observe you. So, but yeah, I mean, get used to that. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I, I can see Philadelphia definitely making a repeat visit. Yeah, uh, and if not them, I can see the Cowboys. The Cowboys have enough talent. They just have wow. to know how to win in the playoffs. They have enough talent. They're there for the last three to four years. There aren't there aren't many teams, if any teams, that are more talented in terms of the players. Position wise, than the Cowboys, maybe, that long, some, maybe longer than that. Yeah, maybe even longer than that. There's some that are as talented, like the Dolphins right now are probably as talented. You know, there are a few other teams in the AFC that are as talented, but no one more talented. And this is like at every position, man. I mean, seriously. Uh, and the Cowboys actually got a little bit better, you know, talent wise. So, 
Dak um, Prescott, I mean, McCarthy, you know, laugh at him, joke all you want. The dude has a winning record at Green Bay and a winning record with the Cowboys. Yeah. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's 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 accomplished as much, if not as much more, as Sean Payton. And for those of you who may yeah. not know who Sean Payton is, current head coach for the Broncos, longtime coach for the Saints. They both just have one championship. And I've mm. seen Sean Payton choke a lot when he's had <laughs> some uh some some winning teams with his Hall of Fame quarterback in the dome in uh in, in down there in New Orleans. So so yeah, and uh and look, people don't want to hear in Chicago, and I'm not saying Jordan Love is gonna take the team to the Super Bowl this year and that Jordan Love is a quarterback for the for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But there's a reason why the Packers extended him. Hmm. And that talent is full of talent. That team is full of talent. That roster is full of talent. Listen, and he's a young quarterback. I just need us to be Green Bay on Sunday because I'm trying to think of the last time we actually beat Green Bay. Like I was really trying to think. When did we beat 20, Green 2018. That's insane. That's insane. We lost eight in a row. That's that's yeah. insane. But so GM, you think we might lose on Sunday? Yes, I think we'll lose the first uh, time against Green Bay. But I think, hey, 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 we play them twice. Ironically, I believe we will beat them in Green Bay, which will feel even more to satisfy more, more satisfying. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be cold when because they play it's, that it's game. Gonna go, but they're gonna need that game to make yeah, it do something, yeah. and we'll be able to like stick it to them, really give it to them, and be like, "Yeah, how's it feel now?" Jeez, you know, geez, look, geez. man, it's not how you start. That's what she said. So, but GM appreciates you uh, <laughs> joining us and giving us those five things every casual fan should know about the upcoming football season so guys you should be ready for your trash talk be ready for all the uh you know house parties you're going to in the gym you know you at the soccer games with the dads you guys can talk about sports gm gave you five quick things to uh having your arsenal so you can look like you know a little bit something about the upcoming football season so i appreciate you my man hey my pleasure pleasure's all mine my man. So we, so, uh, and GM, give them your information. I know you're on the Easy Smoking GM podcast. Where else can people find you? Uh, you can find me every now and again. Just go on YouTube, type in Lynn Morgan. You might see me pop up on shows like Football Night in Chicago, on some other podcasts here and there. Uh, you can also just hit me at uh, Ruglin Morgan at Truglin Morgan. Cool, cool, cool. cool. And, and that's Glenn, G L Y double N M O R G A N. My man. And so before we get out of here, as uh, we were well. First, man, is happy anniversary, brother. We didn't have a chance to record. Uh, when you it was your, your anniversary, so shout out to you and your lovely wife, man. Hope y'all oh, enjoyed you. your uh your wedding anniversary, my man. Thank you that's very much. We, that's why we couldn't record last time, guys. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, had, I had to go out. Man. Hey, hey, listen, I ain't mad, brother. Keep it happy home, man. Uh, oh, it's no problem at all. That's why he's still married. Hey, yeah. man, smart, mm-hmm. smart man, smart. Hey, so, but as uh, <laughs> well, we missed that uh, somebody very special. I mean, well, people are all special, but you know, this special to me. Uh, Bob Barker, man, died right a couple about a week or some change ago, man. And that, that was a big deal for me for many reasons. You know, my, my parents work nights. And, you know, when they came home, right, a lot of times they, you know, they try to crack, catch a quick nap. Uh, or maybe they just couldn't go to sleep because they were wired, right? It's still like, you know, you know how it is. You get off work, you're still kind of amped, take you a minute to calm down. Like one thing I knew my parents were going to do was drink some coffee and watch the prices right. And my mother would clean up on the prices, right? I mean, I, I still to this day, I'm like, Bob, I'm like, let's just go to 
California, get you on the show so we can win this car because you nail it every time. But I just remember all the time seeing Bob Barker, super smooth, super cool. I mean, kiss the women right on the lips. Like, hey, 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 Bob, what's what you really doing on the show? You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I guess he, he was such a part. I remember just him vividly as a little kid and just like, you know, I didn't watch the soap operas with my parents or like the other stuff, but I always watched Price is Right. I thought it was a great show. And I mean, he think he was 99 when he passed. I mean, that's, I always like to see people who are like 99, 100 and something. It's still kind of like, you know, up and about. Cause it's just, you know, they, they seem to have the key to life. Like the things that we worry about, or they be like, don't even think about that. Like love your family, try to walk all the time. Like, eat as much as you want. You know what I mean? Like, cause, and, it, but, but, and, and just the fact that he brought so many people joy, of course he hasn't been on prices right for some years. What's the guy's name? Was it, is it Drew Carey? Drew Carey. Yeah. Even though, again, Drew Carey's cool, but nobody's Bob, nobody's Bob Barker, man. But I, so I just wanted to give my hey, personal tribute. He got out under, under a book. Hey man. Ah, I see what you did yeah. there, man. I see what you did today. That's yeah. done. That's why you're a yeah. super producer, brother. That's I see. right. That's I right. see. I see. And and, and also uh, uh, on the pod next week, next Monday will be September 11th. It, you know, I can't believe that's what it's. That was a 2001. So this is what 22 years. 22 years. Wow. You know, sure we all remember where we were, what we were doing, and what was interesting. Well, I think about that time, just how unified we were as a country kind of compare that to where we are now, just how divided we are on any and everything. I think at that point, what all that mattered is that we were safe and trying to keep ourselves safe as much as we could and try to keep and fight against any outside terrorism or outside enemies. And, you know, it's like, that's not so, that wasn't so far away, right? And we got so far from that message. But again, to all the people who lost their lives, all the families, because, you know, again, we talk about this thing we said on the last pod, people pass away, and if it's not happening in your family, you kind of kind of forget about it, right? You know that. But those people are still living with that. That it's an, it's an unfortunate anniversary for them. You know, what I'm saying they always remember about that person that they loved, that, that they lost, uh, in in the crashing of the towers and crashing of the plane. Um, that that is still something that we want to make sure we honor those people. I uh, I think Spike Lee had a documentary that was on HBO Max about. September 11th, and I, I, I remember that came out during the pandemic that I encourage everybody to check out because it really gives a, it humanizes a lot of the things that was going on in in uh in the, during those terrorist attacks. Talks about some stuff that I didn't even know. Like there was uh, some people on some boats, like police boats that were getting people out from the buildings and helping people escape. I didn't even know that. I thought yeah, even got the, 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 the ferries, yeah, uh, right, the, right, the ferries that were that are in the Hudson that were that were going and getting getting people off the island, off off, mm. off Manhattan Island, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, that's on a Sunday. So make sure, you know, you send a thought up or if you, you know somebody's been affected by that, they lost a loved one, just reach out to them, man. Say hey to them. You know what I mean? It's just definitely, definitely needed. So, as I missed anything? No, but uh, check out what we're going to go out to today. What's that? Bad Boy 98. Yes, sir! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, my that's why you super producer, sir. Yo, I need Diddy. I need some Diddy. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm gonna get my Diddy bop as we do this. So thank you for checking out the Super Duper Pie. We do not take your listeners lightly. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, S U P A D E P A P O D. Oh, don't do this. Yo, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. God bless you. This is the Super Duper Podcast. Check two. P U F F. I'ma make them go down. Make you say, Who that? I'm so rich. Bad boy 98.
Dedicated. 